and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober. Encouraging believers to stand on the word of God. And motivating believers to be truth dealers with a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's Truth O'Clock. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio, where no matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. I am Brian Moonen, and I'm sounding the alarm, asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. Of course, the truth is God's Word, and the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4, 12, right there you have where it shows and teaches scripturally that the Bible, the word of God, has power over all parts of our being, our spirit, our heart, our and our joints and our marrow even. It can be it can bring health, amen. Belief in the Lord Jesus Christ can bring healing. Cry out to him if you're sick and you need healing, amen. And you need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And this this show right now today is going to be part three of Jesus Is, a series that we're doing where we're narrowing down and just expanding our study of the Bible regarding who the Lord Jesus Christ is according to the Bible, according to Jesus's own words, according to the word of God, which he is, the word made flesh, the word manifest, God manifest in the flesh, the word of God, it says in Revelation, and we're getting through all these verses, and we're kind of trying to go in chronological order, but it jumps around because Jesus is eternal, amen? God is outside of time, and it's an exciting study. So we're just going to start right back in. We're going to get into this fact that God would put a special anointing by the Holy Spirit upon the Messiah, upon Jesus Christ. And in Isaiah 42, verse 1, the word of God says, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. And this is fulfilled in a few different places, but this is in Luke 3.22. It says, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. And this fulfillment, um, just ama- amazing, a voice coming from heaven. The, Thou art my beloved Son, with a capital S. And that's mostly what we're going to be talking about in this episode, is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. It is a title that is foremost carries throughout the New Testament and it's so important because Jesus Christ was not just another man. He was not just human, although he was human, but he was born of a virgin and his father is God. He's God's only begotten son. 
He came forth from the Father. So we're going to talk more about that in this episode. So God is well-pleased with Jesus Christ. God is fully satisfied with the work that Jesus Christ did here on earth when he came and took on human flesh. He fulfilled everything he was supposed to fulfill. He always obeyed God the Father. He went to the cross on purpose. We discussed that in a previous episode. Nothing that he did was a mistake. Nothing that he did was sin. Nothing that he ever did was of his own will. It's God the Father's will being exercised and shown out in his life. And that's the example for us right there, that we need to surrender our will, take up our cross and follow Jesus, who is in, he's one with the Father. We need to obey God. We need to surrender our will and follow God, his path for our life which leads to life, amen, eternal life. And, you know, Jesus, the way he said it was, he who finds his life in this world is going to lose it. He who hates his life and gives up this earthly life, this this life is for but a vapor. We're like a blade of grass that is here today and gone tomorrow. We need to set our affection on things above, follow God. Then we're going to find our life, amen, our eternal life hidden in Jesus Christ, in in heaven with him, okay? And so Jesus is the son of God. He is the obedient son. He's the servant. He also is the prince of peace. The prince is the son of the king. And at the same time, he is the king of kings. You see that the mystery of the three in one is that Jesus can be everything, but there is a differentiation when it comes to the persons in the Trinity. Some of these things, we are not going to get a little worksheet with the fine little boxes to check off. These things need to be spiritually discerned by studying the Bible and through prayer and through understanding that comes only from God himself and by faith, in other words, by faith, not all by reasoning, not all by teaching from people. It's faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And again, the word of God is alive. The word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The The word of God pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. The word of God can raise somebody up from the dead spiritually. Someone who was dead in their sin The word of God comes in like a seed. And when God gives them the gift of repentance and faith, and they can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and ask, confess their sin and ask to be forgiven, he saves their soul. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. When you read the Bible and something's not right with you, The word of God will expose it and show it to you. It shines the light on that dark place that you don't want to confess or that you don't want to admit is is really there. That's why people don't like to read the Bible. It exposes 
our sin. And that's how we grow even after we're saved. Amen. We have to read the word of God. We should read as often as we can. We should pray and we need to allow God to do that work in us that he wants to do that work. Amen. And Jesus Christ. So we're going to get back to the study of Jesus Christ being the son of God. It's the fulfillment here that this spirit of anointing or the Holy Spirit being upon him is also seen in Psalm 89, 26 through 27. Thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make, also I, also I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. Okay, that's, that's Jesus. He's the son of God. He's begotten, coming forth from heaven. He's begotten of God, the Father, the Son of God. Proverbs 30, verse 4, is so interesting. Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fists? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name, and what is his son's name, if thou canst tell? Well, that's also, that's obviously talking about God. He created the heavens and the earth. He, he can hold the winds in his fist. He can control the oceans, and bind the waters as a garment. He has a son. Jesus Christ is the only begotten son of God. And he had a purpose to redeem mankind, not just Jews, not just those from the Middle East, mankind. He died for the sins of the world. So if you're in a religion that's teaching you that God doesn't have a son, like Islam, I'm sorry to tell you, I need to tell you, it's a lie. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's the only begotten Son of God. He is one with the Father, and he came to declare the Father unto us. As I said, he never sinned, and he died for our sins. He died in our place. The wrath of God was satisfied when Jesus died on the cross. The punishment for all sin, and he did that for you. He did that for me. And if you're lost and you have not had your sins forgiven by God, that is the way, the truth and the life through Jesus. He is the way. He is the one who paid the price for your sins on the cross and he rose from the dead. He didn't just fall asleep on the cross and pass out. He was brutally crucified for our transgressions, for our iniquities. And he shed his holy blood on the cross as a sacrifice. His life was a sacrifice. Amen. He, he died and he shed his blood. Just the way the animals had to have their blood put on the mercy seat in the temple, in the holiest of holies. Jesus took his blood up to heaven and presented it. He is the high priest over all. He's the Messiah. 
he's the son of God. And God is well pleased with what Jesus did. He's well pleased with Jesus Christ. So don't listen to false teachers and false religions that tell you that God does not have a son. It's very, very important. Jesus Christ is the son of God. Mark 1.1, the first verse in the Gospel of Mark, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That statement alone declares it. That is who Jesus is. He is the Son of God. Luke one thirty one through 32 And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Amen. We'll be right back on Truth Dealer Radio to go further into the scriptures, talk about who Jesus is. We'll be right back. Truth Dealer Radio is listener supported. If you are led to support this ministry, there is a way to do that at truthdealer-radio.com. Since 2016, KJV Prepper has been providing quality, original Christian apparel and gear that will witness to non-believers and encourage believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. All designs are original and all apparel is printed here at the KJV Prepper Workshop in beautiful upstate New York. Visit KJVPrepper.com for effective Christian apparel, worn to worn. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. We're talking about who Jesus Christ is on this series, and we're going to just go back into the scriptures now. We're, we're going into Matthew 14, 33. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And that's the theme of this show, the Son of God. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, Jesus had been there, and he was walking on the water, and he's calmed the sea, and he's, he's healed the blind, and he's done miracles. They realized they worshipped him. He didn't tell them to stop. He didn't say, wait, wait, don't worship me. I'm just another prophet. They worshiped him because they knew he was the Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Redeemer. Amen? And they rightfully worshiped him. Now, many people declared that Jesus Christ was the Son of God besides the disciples, his disciples. Unclean spirits and devils recognized who he was, who he is, and they declared it. Mark 3, 11, and unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, thou art the son of God. And you know, when I'm reading the son of God, it's always a capital S. It's a capitalized S because capital letters in the Bible are reserved for God most of the time. So it's very important. It's, he's the son of God. Capital S, capital G. So the devils knew who he was from before the, t the earth was created. They knew who Jesus, they know who Jesus is. And they fear his name and they fear his power. 
They have no power over Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. They have no power over him and they never will. Praise God. John 1, 34. And I saw and bear record that this is the son of God. Now that was spoken by John the Baptist. He saw and he bare record. This is the son of God. Now Jesus, as we talked about in another show, Jesus Christ said that John the Baptist was the greatest of all prophets. Greater than Abraham, greater than Moses, in other words. Not greater than Jesus, because he was not only a prophet. He's the son of God. He's the Messiah. But John the Baptist spoke this out. This was his mission, was to prepare and make way the path straight for the Son of God, the Messiah. And he said, he bear record, this is the Son of God. Matthew 27, 43 says, the Pharisees and the scribes and the, um, the religious people so-called there, while Jesus was on the cross, they mocked him. They mocked him. And he said, he trusted in God, let him deliver him now. If he will have him, he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. So these people are declaring and telling that Jesus said that he was the son of God. One of the reasons why they crucified him. They claimed he was committing blasphemy. Much like in today's world, if you speak the truth, You're hated for it, as Jesus predicted. We're hated for telling people the truth, that they're in sin, they're dead in their sins, and they need to repent and believe the gospel. Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. Mark 1, 15. You're hated when you declare the truth. Jesus is the truth. So they crucified him and they mocked him and they said, he said he was the son of God. Well, he always spoke the truth. He never sinned. He never lied. And he was never wrong. So there you have that testimony from the Lord himself. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four. the centurion, right there at the foot of the cross, they had, they had crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. They had put the sword through his side and seen the water and the blood come out, signifying that he had, he had died. You can't live through that. They punctured through. The Lord died on the cross. His body was lifeless. Centurion, Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four. Now, when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Because when Jesus died on the cross, it became very dark and there was an earthquake and the veil in the temple that separated the holiest of holies from the other parts of the temple, only the priests could go in there 
it ripped from top to bottom. That's symbolic. Jesus Christ made amends. He paid the price. He tore that veil down from top to bottom. It is finished, Jesus said on the cross. And these people realized, what did we do? They, they realized, as we say, they knew what time it was right then. And I'm, I'm praying and hoping we'll see some of them in heaven. They may have repented. Hopefully they didn't just realize mentally and go along with their life. Because mental acceptance of the gospel is not the same as faith, saving faith. It comes from God, by God's grace. Because it's by God's grace he reveals truth to people and gives repentance unto salvation. God can give you the gift of repentance. It's not a work. But if if you're not asking him to save you from your sins, what are you asking him? Hey, can I get a ticket to heaven? That is not biblical. Hey, can I get some prosperity, best life now? That is not biblical. The Bible, the Bible is God's word. The Bible says we're promised tribulation in this world. That means this world. Our reward is in the life to come. So while everyone has a different walk to walk, so to speak, we're in different countries, we're in different places, we're under different governments and regimes. None of us are promised any greatness or any uh, comfort here in this life if we follow Jesus. The Bible says, all ye that live righteous will suffer persecution. Let me look that one up. Second Timothy 3.12, I had it a little wrong, that's why I wanted to look it up. Yea, and all they that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Well, since we know we're not going to suffer persecution in glory, in heaven, with God, that wouldn't be our best life now, would it? Suffering persecution? I don't think that would. I think that would be we're here for a very short time and we're following our master, Jesus Christ, the son of God. And the servant is not above their master. So newsflash is that Jesus Christ, the son of God, humbled himself and came to earth and suffered persecution. Why do you think you don't have to suffer any persecution or tribulation? And now that doesn't mean he won't bring us through it as he brought Israel through the Red Sea and through the wilderness, those faithful. It doesn't mean he won't protect us through, like he protected Israel during the plagues. God's wrath came down on Israel. God's wrath came down on Egypt. They lived around there. They were protected. They had light in their, in their tents, in their dwellings. 
The flies and the frogs and the lice didn't bother them, didn't persecute them. God brought them through that tribulation. But they had to trust God. Moses walked through the city from Pharaoh's place to the out part of the city while the stones were coming down, killing the cattle and people. He walked through. I don't think he was running with fear in his heart. He didn't have an umbrella, a steel lead umbrella. He walked through. And when he got to the outside, he asked God to, to make the fire and hail stop. And then it stopped. But he walked through the city and he was untouched. He didn't have a hair on his head harmed. Amen. Exodus nine twenty nine. And Moses said unto him, As soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread abroad my hands unto the Lord, and the thunder shall cease. Neither shall there be any more hail, that thou mayest know how that the earth is the Lord's. That's God. He protects his children through the tribulation. But nowhere does it say that everything's going to be a rainbow puppy party show for our life after we get saved. It says we're going to be hated as Jesus was hated because we hold the truth and we don't fear the devil and we've broken free out of his satanic control that he has over this world. And he hates God. Satan hates us. We're made in the image of God, especially people when we're saved. We have the Holy Spirit and he hates us. He wants to destroy us. So we will have problems. We need to battle and allow God to battle. We need to wear that armor, put on the full armor of God. But you're not going to have your best life now if you are truly born again. Amen? Getting back to the study here, another, just reiterate why Jesus Christ, the Son of God, why he came. Okay, John three sixteen through 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen. So if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that he's the only begotten Son of God, and that he died in your place on the cross, and he, God raised him from the dead on the third day, you're condemned. You need to believe in Jesus, believe on Jesus. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to forgiveness of sins. There's no other name by which man can be saved. Amen. We need to confess the name of Jesus and ask God, ask him to forgive us of our sins. And he'll be faithful and true to cleanse us of all unrighteousness after we're saved as well. That's how he, 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 he grows his children. We mess up, we get in trouble, we sin, we choose wrong, we do wrong. He chastens us and he cleanses us and we get more and more like Jesus as we go through that refining fire, as we go through this life's trials and tribulations. Amen. But you've got to hold fast to the truth, 
Don't let go of the truth who Jesus is. He's the son of God, and he did come to redeem his children. Amen. And you can be one of his children. Call out to him today. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Hope you tune in again next time. Be strong. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening.